0: All right, everybody. Welcome to BO Boys for Thursday, June 9th. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton.
1: Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, it is a Thursday episode, and that means we got a special guest. And I am so excited to have this guy. He is the host of a uh a a new addition to the movie business podcast world it's called cinema spending and this man's name is david thompson david thanks for
2: joining us thank you so much for having me clayton pat you've been on cinema spending we had a great conversation over there i am so happy to now finally be on bo boys just hearing the intro and i'm actually here for it it's exciting there's so much going on right now at the box office specifically we have so much to dive into today thank you so much i am so excited for this evening
1: Listen to that man. Listen to those those beautiful tones. This man is a broadcaster, and that is why he is on the episode today. But before we get started, David, tell people, tell the want to be old boys, want to be old girls, want to be old people, people, uh, what cinema cinema spending is, and why they should check it out. Yeah, cinema spending. So it's not quite
2: just a box office podcast. It's about the movie business in general. Um trying to make. I guess movie business fun for film fans is what I keep trying to say. Like anyone interested in just like movies, like going out, like trying to kind of synthesize what's happening in the movie business. Cause I think a lot things get kind of thrown into these articles and a lot of jargon, a lot of numbers. I kind of try on cinema spending to kind of translate some of that to those that just are entertained. Typically tune into streaming, watch Netflix, watch Hulu, watch Disney plus go out to the theaters and see Top Gun, trying to kind of give those people some more context and, Have some great guests on, like the both of you. Love it.
1: All right, guys. So I think we should get started by just, you know, tonight's our preview episode. Most of the episodes will be looking ahead to this weekend, Jurassic Park opening, all that. But let's quickly look back and get our final thoughts on this second weekend of Top Gun Maverick. Because, Clayton, when we went on the air on Monday, we reported that Top Gun Maverick had a historic, unbelievable hold. It only dropped 32%. And then the final, final numbers came in a day later. And actually, Top Gun Maverick's drop in its second weekend was actually only 29%. It made $90 million in its second weekend of release. I mean, guys, this movie is even bigger than we ever thought it would be. It's just stunning.
0: Yeah, they were expecting. So I'm looking here actually on the numbers, mm-hmm. and they, I mean, they're they're expecting this movie to make 57 in its second weekend, and that's what they're prognosticating for its third weekend now.
1: Wow, wow! It yeah, made 90 million. It, it made I, I've seen it made more money in its second weekend, and obviously. It's, this movie I'm about to mention had a bigger first weekend, but more money than Spider-Man No Way Home in its second weekend. I mean, these are, the we're getting into unprecedented territory with Top Gun Maverick. You know, Top Gun Mm -hmm. Maverick is taking us to heights that, are are legitimately scary, scary box office heights. I'm happy to be there. I'm happy to be along for the ride, but it's getting scary now, guys. Genuinely. And my personal experience,
2: like I saw at IMAX opening night, so there's my contribution. Contribution. Then the next Sunday, so the next weekend, I saw it in 4DX, another premium screening. Um, so I contributed both weekends. I know a lot of other people did. I feel like this is a testament to, especially in this day and age, especially kind of rounding out coming out of this whole 2020, like 2021 COVID mess where no one knows what to do. They're putting stuff on streaming and in theaters. And now this is the you know, just the epitome of a Tom Cruise. It has 120 day, apparently, release in theaters. It is a movie movie. You are going to the theaters to go see this one. The word of mouth is insane. I absolutely adore the film personally. People are not only, I think, going back out to see it another time, but everyone's saying to go out and see it right? Like everyone is suggesting to their friends, their family, you must go see this. Like this, I think for a lot of people, this is their first time back out to theaters. I think even the demographics are different than from no way home in a lot of ways. I think older demographics are going out to see this. People that were fans of the original, um, like my family specifically, like I know both my parents hadn't been to a theater since I think 2019 since Top Gun. They've been twice since Top Gun released. Um, That's so,
0: just so amazing.
2: it's yeah. a testament to the, what, how, quality this film is what a great sequel it is to the original and how it was truly made for the theater like Mm -hmm. i am i want to go see it 10 more times the 40x experience was the first i've ever done of that it's a little gimmicky but it was a great time i can't imagine seeing any other movie with this but for top gun it was a thrill ride
0: now, can I ask you as uh in your 4DX exper- experience, yes. did you keep the water on or turn turn it off? Cuz I kept know there's an option. You kept it on. Okay.
2: Kept it on all the way, all or nothing, just like Tom Cruise. Yes, wow, you, you
0: had to keep the water on. So, Don't think just do. Friend of the yeah, friend of the show Aaron Foley Chan who was on our Maverick spoiler review episode. She also went and saw it in 4DX and was overwhelmed with the experience. She said at a point when it snowed on screen, it snowed in the theater. And that is just amazing. I mean, this is just a testament to the fact that we need to have more of these large screens, these special screens. Pat, this is something that you said Mm -hmm. last episode, you were riled up, you cut the shit. You didn't even realize you were cutting the shit until you actually did it. That we need more large format screens in this country You're looking at what's happening with Jurassic Park, Dominion. It's gonna take away those Mavic screens and that is money left on the table. That is a ton of money left on the table.
1: Yeah, these theaters are gonna have to figure out something on the fly. And I know, listen, construction doesn't happen overnight and there's union dues and the Teamsters gotta get it wet their beak. And you know things take time to build 40X screens. But in the meantime, I think you you grab some ushers, you grab some squirt guns, you know, you grab some fans, electric fans, and you plug them in, and you figure out how to make 4DX screenings that are, are just on the fly, you know. And listen, people people still have a great time because the movie is amazing. So just squirt some water in their face. Blow blow their hair back with a you know with a blow dryer or something like that. Keep it safe, obviously. you know, try not to to daisy chain all these extension cords if you could avoid that. But you gotta get some more forty x screens out there because it, it it's so interesting to see a movie like this where the repeat screenings aren't coming necessarily the way they usually do, which is teenage girls. Wanting to see, you know, Spider-Man over and over again, or see Leo and Titanic over and over again. They're coming from people wanting to experience Maverick in all these different formats. And these theaters are going to have to find a way to create more of these formats because that is what the people want. They want to get water blown in their face. They want to uh, get get crazy stuff happening to them in the theater. So the the theaters, I think they gotta, Figure it out this weekend, grab those ushers, and make some on-the-fly 40X screens for Top Gun Maverick. They can't and lose you, all those screens to Jurassic Park.
0: You can loosen some of the screws in those chairs, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they can just move around. And And ask, they say, help your neighbor. When this happens, just shake your neighbor's chair. People right. will help each other out. It'll be a bonding experience. There'll yeah.
2: be an instruction manual when as you're walking in. All right, this is how we're gonna experience this the most, the most possible crazy way, 40x way you possibly can. It's funny, to your point, Matt, or a uh, Matt, Pat, um, my brother literally says he will not he's not a big like theater movie guy at all. He's more like home theater streaming kind of style. He's one of them. Um, he will only go to the theaters now for 40x. Like wow. he told me that after watching Top Gun Maverick, he's like, he saw Uncharted. In 40X. He's like, mm-hmm. this is great. I am only going to see movies in 40X. And that was it. He said, period. Like I have no reason to go. And it's an expensive ticket. It costs $24, which is really expensive for like my area. Um, I mean, even like my IMAX tickets normally cost like 13, depending right. on the movie. Um, I mean it's a it's a genuinely premium experience, and it irks me to no end that this probably trash. Jurassic Park movie is about mm-hmm. to take over all of them for Top Gun, which is built for this kind of experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's it's a disgrace. We You know, we cut the shit last week. It's a disgrace that that Top Gun Maverick would even be losing a single theater. Never mind. It's about to lose hundreds of theaters, including most of its, you know, large format screens. We'll get into Jurassic Park in a second. But what Top Gun Maverick has been doing last weekend and this week is just stunning. And, you know, it's early, but Top Gun Maverick may very well end up being the biggest movie of the summer, you know, especially depending on what Jurassic Park does this weekend. Top Gun Maverick might be the one. I mean, it it is clearly a phenomenon at this point. And
2: um, shockingly so, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had asked me weeks ago, right? What's going to be the number one movie at the summer box office? I would have said either Jurassic World or Thor. If you don't Mm -hmm. count Dr. Strangers, I don't. I mean, in early May, that's not really... Um, I mean, I guess it's summer.
1: Do you guys count that as, this, as the summer season? We For our weekend, uh, for our, our summer preview episode with Jeff Bach of Exhibitor Relations Co., we yeah. did it post-Dr. Strange, and we decided right. that Dr. Strange was not going to be part of the summer movie season. We were starting with Top Gun Maverick, but we were on the same page. We were all picking either uh, Jurassic World Domin- Dominion or Thor, or the Munyans movie would be the number one. Those are right. our, our top picks. We were not thinking Top Gun: Maverick. We all were high on it. We were very high on it. We all. It, what's amazing is at that point we were all predicting hundred million dollar openings, and that was the high end. Yeah. While this I, movie just made ninety million in its second weekend. Yeah, I think I predicted like one fifteen, and I was sweating that a little bit.
2: I'm yeah. like, it's hmm, a little brave, but I, I have faith, right? And it. Blew everything out of the water. Like I, I. this is such a, I guess a relief, but also just, it's like, yes, finally, since, you know, for years now, it's like a surprising, ginormous, larger than life box office hit, right? Not Mm -hmm. just like a smaller hit, right? We're gonna talk about Scream uh, soon, upcoming here. Like that was a fun hit, right? That was like a success for that studio. This is a all-timer, memorable, summer 2022 did you see Top Gun Maverick? And if you didn't, what rock were you under,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. This is yes. a Batman 89 in the summer of 89 type of hit. This is a movie that this is the kind of box office that we will be talking to our children, our grandchildren about. You know, this is a historic box office phenomenon. So it's
0: funny that we were all thinking that dinosaurs were going to rule the summer box office. And it actually turns out that that is true, but not in the way you thought, because mm -hmm. the real dinosaurs that are, are saving this box office are the over 45s who are going to the theaters to see this film. Now in regular life, someone over 45 is not a dinosaur, but to the entertainment industry, they are dinosaurs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They their their DNA had to be uh, taken out of a mosquito so that they could be uh, uh, brought back into the movie theaters. That is that is what a forty five plus person is in terms of uh, the movie business. So you mentioned it, uh, you touched on it there, David. Uh, Scream, the Scream franchise, and I, I want to get into this before we get into our weekend preview. I just want to touch on this piece of news which is that it broke earlier this week, it broke on deadline on, it looks like, what, Tuesday, that Nev Campbell reportedly will not be reprising her role as Sidney Prescott in the upcoming Scream 6 movie. So uh, that is huge news. Of course, Scream 5, aka Scream, aka 5 Cream, came out this past January and was a Somewhat surprising overperformer. It made what over eighty million dollars at the domestic box office. Opened, I think up it made ninety one. 91, I want to say ninety one. Yeah, it it was a hit. As it was a big jump over what Scream Four made back in twenty eleven. Of course, that was a huge bomb. So Scream Five actually more than doubled the domestic take of the previous Scream. All to say, they rebooted the franchise. They clearly have a winner in the next sequel, if of course the goodwill of the fans were to continue. And to me, the biggest problem if Nev Campbell doesn't come back is the that goodwill is gonna be shot. And I think if Nev Campbell doesn't come back, the Scream franchise is kind of toast. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, Clayton. I know you are the resident Scream Super fan of the B.O. Boys. You've been thinking about this all week. We've been on a text chain about this. It's gotten heated. Now that you've had a few days to chew on it, where are you with the whole Nev Campbell may not come back to scream situation?
0: Well, first off, so 81.6 is where Scream or Five Cream or mm-hmm. Scream Five landed domestically. 81. Okay. And then got worldwide it. 138.8. Right. So really good. Great rebound from Scream 4. I think this is a tactic by by Nev Campbell to get paid and I and I approve of it I do think that she will end up in this movie I think it's such bad publicity to have her leave over money not over the fact that she thought her story was over if that was the case then I think people would be fine with it and uh, it's not the case and I do think when you look at I mean, we're talking different levels here, but Tom Cruise, I mean, he's the face of the Top Gun franchise, right? And Neve Campbell is the face of the Scream franchise. Now, should she get paid as much as Tom Cruise? Probably not, just because of the difference in the levels of those films, but she definitely should get paid like the star of this franchise. And if that's not happening, then that's not fair, and I think it's okay for her to walk. Now... As a Scream fan, I th- I think, I-, I mean, Jamie Kennedy apparently was saying that he heard that she had a bigger part than people were thinking in this film. Obviously, mm-hmm. Courtney Cox has a pretty big part. Gail still has things to be done. She still has things that could, could happen to her as a character. Nev's character, Sydney, is married with a kid. She seems to be happy. This could have been the end for her. So, I mean... If it's true that she was going to be a big part of this movie and they weren't paying her, that's despicable. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll still see the movie, and I and I trust this brain trust that kind of steered this the the this uh, new requel into being profitable and successful on a story level. But I mean, yeah, this is really bad for fans' goodwill when they had just gotten them back on board.
2: Yeah, I feel like in general, actors don't always do great with horror flicks, right? Like, I think the contracts sometimes aren't really actor-friendly. They're not back-ended, which I expect this is the case, right? I expect this is kind of an upfront deal, a flat fee, here you go. But after the success of this latest Scream movie, I would suggest, and their agent, I'm sure, you know, her agent, I'm sure, is saying... Like, we want some of this box office, you know, cash flow, right? Um, I mean, for Paramount, they're having a great year so far, um, just in general. And they are quick to turn this thing around, right? They came out with this latest Mm -hmm. Scream. And now they're going to film this one, I think, this summer or something. And it's going to release next March. Um, so there's no waiting around. They wanna have a cheap horror flick with a nice little eighty million dollar turnaround. um and I don't really blame them to be honest, but I do think pay your actors, man, come on like i i I think this is a really bad publicity. I guess story, right? Like even just us talking about it right now, this doesn't make us want to go see this latest screen movie. It makes us not want to support it. Right. It makes us think this is just this cheap money grab. It's not really, I guess, suiting towards, or like, you know, helping out the fans or like, like, giving the fans what they want. Like this latest movie kind of did. I think that's why it made the money that it did. Now all of a sudden they're just turning it around, trying to do something. God, I hope they don't make a top gun rooster, right? <laughs> Where right. they don't pay right. miles tellers a lot of money or something. And it comes out in 2024. Um, you know, Apple's to oranges here, but I do think just pay your actors, um, give them the contract they want. I'm sure it's not that crazy. That's the thing too. I'm sure it's not like a, a uh, first dollar 10% deal that t- Tom Cruise has, right? We mentioned Tom Cruise earlier. I'm sure it's nothing along those lines where Tom Cruise is going to make like $100 million off of Top Gun. I'm sure it's just a reasonable, fair deal that
1: many other actors actors and actresses get in the same situation. Right, right. Nev Campbell should be able to buy a house with the, the money for the next screen. Should she be able to buy... Three houses with the next uh, the Scream money? No, that would be too much. But one single house, I think, is is totally fair for what she means to this franchise. And you know, David, what you said is true. It's all about keeping the fans happy when it comes to these requels, reboots. You know, bringing back a popular franchise because if you lose the goodwill of the fans, you're toast. You know, yeah. and I think with this Scream movie, a, a huge thing they had going for them. Is it a bid 10 years since the last one? They got the big three, you know, Arquette, Courtney Cox, and Neff Campbell back. They were doing the talk show rounds. They were on the Drew Barrymore show together talking about old times, talking about how this one's for Wes. It made the fans feel good. If If this story keeps going, even if they eventually bring her back, I think just like you said, us talking about this now and this staying in the news cycle for another month, two months, it's gonna leave a bad taste in everyone's mouth. You got to get Nev Campbell on board. I would say by Comic Con, San Diego yeah, Comic Con, announcement. You bring her out there. You know she she's got to be in Great Hall hall. Or hall J or you know whatever size Hall Scream is able to get. Nev Campbell's got to be in that hall.
0: And they uh, brought and there there is uh, I think it's not a rumor. I think it's actually happening. Is that they're bringing back Kirby who did not die in the fourth film, Hayden Panatari, And all this stuff about Nev Campbell not being in it, and then they're bringing back Kirby. It's like, are you really gonna try to make Kirby the new final girl in this series? She's an Easter egg. She's not what the fans want. The fans want to see her because she was an interesting sort of character for that maligned fourth movie. But you can't base a whole movie on her and not have nev in there somewhere it just and it's that's the thing is like they probably could pay hayden panettiere way less than they would have to pay nev campbell just because where her career is at her stature in this franchise and it's like if that was the case if they were doing it to cut budget man that's not right it ain't right
1: no, and it could be right for the box office, which is the main the main thing here. So one last thing I want to bring up before we get into the weekend preview, Jurassic Park Dominion, is some breaking news that I think really relates well to the latest episode you did of Cinema Spending, David, where in the latest episode everyone should check out, you talked about these legacy sequels, uh, you know, and what, what franchises might be most primed to be brought back. You know, the way Top Gun was brought back after a, what, 30 plus a year, 40 years. Yeah, 36 years. Right. So two of the movies, in fact, the top two movies that you had on your list that are the biggest potential money makers to be brought back as sequels, and I totally agree with you, is you had E.T. and Jaws at the top of your list that if they brought Spielberg back, and he shepherded a sequel to either of these movies, especially E.T., it would be gigantic. Well, news is breaking. Not that either of these movies are going to be uh, sequelized, but they are both getting IMAX uh, uh, anniversary screenings. They're going to be hitting IMAX theaters. E.T., August 12th for the 40th anniversary, is going to be getting an IMAX run, and then Jaws is going to be getting a uh, 3D run and an IMAX run soon after that in September. So that news broke, and Jeff Bach of Exhibitor Relations Co. immediately on Twitter speculated, he said, end quote, as expected, building momentum for those inevitable sequels. So I'm just throwing this out there to you guys, starting with you, David. Do you feel like this there's any uh, uh, fire to this smoke here? Because there's definitely some smoke. Will there be fire? I think the smoke that I really
2: smell is from the fire that's lit under E.T. I feel like Mm -hmm. E.T. really, I think it's going to happen. I feel like Jaws is, there's been other shark movies, right? There's been plenty Mm -hmm. of like shark NATO nonsense and, you know, The Meg or whatever. Like there's been, and I think people wouldn't be It's Jaws, so it'd be different. But I think E.T. specifically does fit in that perfect, like, it was only one of them, right? There was just E.T., just like there was just Top Gun. There were several Mm -hmm. Jaws movies that no one liked. Everyone enjoyed the first E.T. movie. But I think, or the first Jaws movie. But I think with E.T., there's such a special, like, and what's cool about it, and I think you have to get Spielberg back. I said it on my podcast, you have to get him back in some capacity. Like, and I I think they literally have to, there's no like two ways about it. Um, but I think that ET has good franchise potential if they want it. Right. It's in, it's the extraterrestrial that it's in space and people in the 21st century love space, right? We love Mm -hmm. heroes flying through space and, and, you know, fast and furious going into space and all this stuff. Um, I think that E.T. is something that has never been talked about with a sequel. It's seeming, in my life at least, like it's never been something that's brought up, never any buzz or rumors. I think I just think it could be time. And I think it'd be in a really cool spot where after seeing what Top Gun has done, the different and just profound audience that would rush out to a theater to see that one. And a second E.T. movie would dominate at the box office Mm -hmm. whenever it comes out. And I think you could pin it against almost anything. And to win the weekend.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I 100% agree. I think that is the biggest untapped IP that is waiting for a sequel. That would be gigantic. It's so pristine. It's just the one movie that was a classic, that was a critical hit, that was a box office sensation, and it's never been touched. There's no Ghostbusters 2 version of E.T. You know, there's no bad animated series, or at least one that I can remember. It is just that one movie. And the thing is, if you get Spielberg back, I think everything else is gravy because you know the alien's coming back. You know, if Spielberg's there, it's not a Neff Campbell situation where the alien's gonna be asking for, for more money than you wanna pay. The alien will be there. The alien isn't gonna age. It already was old looking. So I I agree. That is potentially the biggest uh, legacy sequel. And I agree. I think there's a chance because, listen, Spielberg did Ready Player One, which was a movie that uh, I think we all agree was probably him just knowing he needed a gigantic hit at the time. He just needed to just have that big win on his ledger. And E.T. is the type of movie where he knows if he does that, he's got the next 10 years worth of small political dramas that he could get made because he agreed to make E.T. And so I, I, I'm all with you. I do think there's some fire to the smoke here. Clayton, now, when we texted about this, your immediate reaction was, who cares about this ugly little alien? Uh, is that Was that just you trying to get a rise out of me on our, our uh, through texting? Or do you feel like E.T. doesn't really have any sequel possibilities
0: well first off i think i called it an ugly turd i that might have been it
1: yeah you were really going for it there you you went for yeah. it on the text
0: and that and that was you know that was of course between me and you so it's you know the i, I of course i mean I, i'm gonna fess up to it now because you brought it out to the light but that was yeah that was hyperbolic of course right N- me right. being a little bit edgy you know trying right. to be a little edgy now right, there right. was talk of a actual ET sequel back in the day called ET Nocturnal Fears, which was going to be a darker film. If anybody wants to look into that, go ahead and Google it. It's a very interesting story, but it never got off the ground. Huh. But talking about That's a this terrible subtitle. Yeah, uh, talking about this. I feel like there's a very simple way to do this. Obviously, you bring back Drew Barrymore and E.T. or one of E.T.'s relatives comes and is found by her kids. That would be the most mercenary way to do this. I do think that that's definitely a possibility. Um, I agree with you guys. It has to be Spielberg. If anybody else does this, I mean, this isn't a, a, a really Scott situation or a, I'm sorry, a Tony Scott situation where unfortunately that tour that had passed away. So someone else had to take the mantle. Uh, I do think that it has to be done well. And what I fear is that Hollywood will do what it always does when something is successful is take the wrong lessons from it. I don't think the reason Top Gun Maverick succeeded is necessarily because it is a legacy sequel. I think it's because it's a practical effects movie that plays really well at the theaters, has characters that have weight to them, and ha- is aimed at adults who have had like a history and can get emotionally enraptured in these people's lives now does it help that it has the weight of history on it yes absolutely but i don't think that something like jaws like you were saying which had so many bad sequels to it it could have a legacy sequel that would be at the level of something like maverick because that lemon definitely has been squeezed dry i I'm I was never a fan of ET I, I I think you could definitely do it but it like it would have to be done so exceptionally and Spielberg notoriously signs on to a lot of projects and would this be something that he would actually see through
1: yeah I mean I just quickly while you were talking just looked at uh the looked at the reddit talking about uh, the treatment for ET2 nocturnal fears. And one scene in that treatment involves the evil aliens torturing the children from the first movie to try and get the location of ET. And Drew Barrymore's character is screaming for her mother as she's being tortured. So that was in the treatment for ET2. I kind of have a feeling... And, you know, obviously, uh, I don't know for sure. I haven't talked to Mr. Spielberg about this, but there is a chance that treatment was almost written as a troll, almost written as a, I don't want to do an E.T. sequel, so I'm going to give you a treatment for a horror movie in which Drew Barrymore is tortured. Um, My thought would be that the E.T. sequel that would come about now would be a lot more fan friendly, commercially friendly, and would sell a lot of E.T. dolls. So who knows? Who knows? I do think that if ever ET2 came out and was directed by Spielberg, I would be shocked if it's any lower than the third highest grossing movie of that year. I, I just think it would be gigantic.
2: One thing I can guarantee, and we can wrap it up after this. One thing I can guarantee about ET2, if it ever happens, there's going to be a baby ET somewhere and it's going to oh sell a
1: lot of merchandise. Yeah, yeah. Ba- baby baby. baby. E.T. will be gigantic. Um, All right, guys. So speaking of Steven Spielberg franchises that are getting sequels tomorrow, or actually as we talk right now, it's out there on its uh, Thursday preview night. But this weekend, the weekend of Friday, June 10th, Jurassic World Dominion, which is the sixth Jurassic Park movie. It's the third movie in the second trilogy of Jurassic Park movies. It opens nationwide on looks like about 4,600 screens around the country. So, I mean, I'll, I'll let's throw to you, David, right off the bat, where are you feeling the buzz is, the temperature is on this Jurassic World movie, which before the summer started, we all thought was at worst going to be the third biggest movie this summer and possibly the biggest. Do you do you feel like that is still in play? It's still in play. I just do not think it's going to happen anymore.
2: Um, I feel like Jurassic World, you know, how they're teasing kind of the, the legacy sequelness of it all, bringing back all the old actors from the original and trying to really lay into like how it is is kind of culminating like the end of the Jurassic story almost. They're almost trying to like rise of skywalker it a little bit um and we saw how that ended up the buzz is terrible though like Mm -hmm. people that have i have a friend who texted me 20 minutes ago exactly who said this movie sucks ass that was the that was the text um and i'm going i was supposed to go i am i have tickets booked to go see this Tomorrow night, and I am in question if I'm going to keep those because I'm not like a huge fan of this franchise. I'll probably keep them. But I'm not a huge fan of the franchise to to begin with. It's not like one of my things, Mm -hmm. but I I like to go to the movies. I'm interested. Um, and it's a big popcorn flick and I want to check it out. But I think there's a lot of people that are gonna see these reviews, it's got like a 39% run. Tomatoes, the audience score isn't even out yet. I I'm curious to see what the cinema score is after tonight. I I highly, highly question what this thing's going to do long-term. I think opening weekend will be great. It'll have a huge, smashing opening weekend. Maybe not as much as they could have had, um, Mm -hmm. just based off initial word of mouth. But I think this thing had a lot more potential than what it's going to live up to. Kind of the opposite of Top Gun.
1: Yeah. I mean, people say when it comes to these big movies, reviews don't matter. And to a degree, they don't. But... If a movie is truly great, you know, or, or truly bad, it will affect it on the margins for sure. We saw that. You mentioned uh, Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. That was a movie that everyone disliked and it showed in the box office. It was a Star Wars movie that tanked as much as a Star Wars movie possibly could. So I do think. The quality of these films matter to some degree. And if this movie is as bad as the critics are saying, and the critics are not always the most reliable source, but if the movie is this bad, or more importantly, if Jurassic Park just doesn't give the people what they want out of a Jurassic Park movie, then this movie will underperform at the box office. So Clayton, you were actually looking up some comps to Jurassic Park, some other franchises, and their later disliked installments. Do you want to talk about some of the, the research that you've been doing for Jurassic World Dominion?
0: Well, yeah. So we were talking about how this movie feels like a later Transformers sequel or a later Pirates of the Caribbean sequel, where when Jurassic World came out, the first one, people were excited. It rejuvenated the franchise in a way that was surprising. The sequel was not as beloved, but did really well. And I think that this film definitely is at the point of near total fatigue for these kind of films. Mm -hmm. You have the leads, the new leads in this, who are Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, who I am not a Chris Pratt hater but i do think that his box office power has waned Mm -hmm. and that has a lot to do with the fact that it's very hard to be successful in anything other than franchises i mean he will still have guardians and star lord and things like that but you know lego movie 2 underperformed he's had several movies go to amazon i mean he had the the Tomorrow War, and then he has another film, I believe, going to a streamer. I think it might be Amazon. I can't. I, I I saw a poster for it or a trailer for it, and I was like, "Is that Chris Pratt?" And it is. He seems to have been one of the casualties of movies being sold off to streamers. So his sort of stardom has waned. Bryce Howard never really took off, and I think that's maybe you know not her main focus. I think she does want to be a director. And so the, she's not a, a pool. And you know what? This whole, we're bringing back the original three, I just don't feel like that's any great shakes. I mean, I think the big thing that people like about these movies is the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so kids are kids always will love dinosaurs. You're going to have the kids go see this movie just because there's going to be dinosaurs in it. So you'll always have that, but it's going to be the parents that are supposed to really drive this film into a higher echelon. And I just don't think there's an interest there. I mean, they have a better thing to see, which is Maverick. And it's, it's a crossover. Like, the kids who went to see Jurassic Park probably saw Top Gun on video. Mm-hmm. And so they still have that remembrance of that franchise that they were like, we want to see this, the movie's getting great reviews. This movie's not getting great reviews. They already brought back, I I feel like, didn't the original three come back for the third film? So the the original Jurassic trilogy.
1: So, So this will be the first Jurassic park sequel in which all of the original three have come back for a movie together. So Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum and Sam Neill They have each individually been in other Jurassic sequels, but they've never been in one together. But, I mean, that's the thing. This isn't special. You know, Mm -hmm. this isn't the first time Jeff Goldblum has come back. This is the third sequel. He's been in four out of the six Jurassic movies. You know, Laura Dern's, this will be her third out of the six. Sam Neill, this will be his third out of the six. He starred in, I think it was the third Jurassic Park movie. So this is not, you know, Val Kilmer coming back to Top Gun after only having been in the first one 40 years ago. This is not that special. I think they wanted to make you feel that way in the trailer. But I I agree. I don't think that's worked. I agree. Chris Pratt is not the the he he's lost that new car smell that he had when the first one came out and definitely you know, even when the second one came out, people are still into him now. I don't think anyone cares. So which is all to say, I agree. I think this is going to underperform even in the opening weekend. I mean, you Clayton brought up the Transformers uh, series and, you know, looking at these Transformers movies, the, the Michael Bay movies, they all all the sequels all opened two, three, and four, the the 2009 sequel, 2011 sequel, 2014 sequel, all opened at almost the same thing, all around $100 million, 108, 97, 100 million. And then Transformers The Last Night, which came out in 2017, that opened to $44 million. So we saw a major drop-off for the last Michael Bay Transformers movie because people got sick of the franchise because the reviews on that were especially putrid. So there is precedent for big drop-offs in these previously untouchable, uh, uh you know, mega franchises. And I don't think Jurassic World is going to have anywhere near that kind of drop-off. It's not going to drop off you know, 56%, which is what happened between Transformers 4 and Transformers 5. But I do think you're going to get a drop off from what the last movie did, what Fallen Kingdom did. And I think it could be, you know, so looking at it now, Jurassic World in 2015 opened to 208 million opening weekend. That was obviously an outlier because people were so excited that it was coming back at all. And then Fallen Kingdom in 2018 opened to $148 million. So I guess I'll throw out here to both of you, do we all agree that Dominion is going to open to less money than Fallen Kingdom, than the last Jurassic Park? I think so, yes.
2: Yeah, I would have it like, well, I don't, I have it just under that, yeah.
1: So you have it just under, okay, so do any of us think it's going to be a... I guess, Clayton, do you think there's a chance that this is a big drop off, you know, a Transformers four to five level drop off where this opens, you know, only at like a hundred million dollars?
0: I mean, I was thinking I was going to throw out like, is this a men in black international situation? But I mean, something like that is just such a, a huge bomb. I mean, yeah. A dark Phoenix. But I mean, we knew with Dark Phoenix, we knew that that was going to be a bad movie and it was going to do poorly. Like that was a train wreck. We were watching in right. slow motion. Men in Black International was a question mark, but I think we all assumed without uh, without Big Willy at that that time, right? Uh, that was not going to be a, a huge hit. I mean, is it possible? I mean, could this open to under a hundred million? I mean. The only reason I think it can't is because of the premium screens. Yeah, and that's gonna pad so many mm-hmm. of uh, so much. So I think it does make over a hundred, definitely. But I I don't think it makes a lot more than that.
1: Yeah, I I mean I think the you pre- agree the premium screens are gonna be what saves it because I do think that those screenings will be. Nearly sold out The people who want to see this movie op- opening weekend are going to see it in those premium screens and pay the highest ticket prices. So this is a movie that comparatively might not sell a lot of tickets, you know, compared to the previous Jurassic Park movies. But mm-hmm. the money will still be high because it's going to sell tickets that cost twenty five to thirty dollars each. Um, yeah. You know, looking at. David, you mentioned Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, which is of course a movie that just people hated yep. and overall it, you know, disappointed for a Star Wars movie. That movie had a drop-off, you know, episode uh eight of Star Wars. It's so hard to keep track, but episode Jedi, eight, yeah. <laughs> the last Jedi opened to 220 million and Rise of Skywalker opened to 177 million. So basically a 30, uh, no, a $43 million drop off between those movies. So again, I don't know if Jurassic world dominion is going to have that level of a drop off, but I think I'm closer to Clayton maybe on this, that I think it's going to be about 20 million less. I think this movie could open in the one twenties.
0: So right now, Box Office Pro has it tracking anywhere from 137 to 167. Huh. And they're calling 150. They think it's going to make 150. Now, the other thing about this is that the Jurassic movies have a lot of walk-up business, so it's very Mm -hmm. hard to really judge because a lot of people may or may not be lining up at the actual box office right. to see this film. So call. we'll know a lot more uh, later. But yeah, I mean, it's just the the reviews are terrible. There's no real stars anybody wants to see.
1: But it's a dinosaur. I mean, the, the thing is- I don't know, Dinosaurs though. are dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. It's the dinosaurs. That's You know what? It is going to just have its opening weekend- Because people want to see the dinosaurs and they want to see them on these expensive screens. So I guess where I'm coming around is there will be a drop. It's not going to make, I guess maybe, I mean, maybe 130 is the safer bet. I I mean, I think I'm definitely going below the box office pro estimates i don't see how this movie makes more money than the previous one i i I just i just don't see that at all even as much as people want dinosaurs even as much as the 4dx and imax screens cost more than they used to i I just don't think there's going to be more audience for this one Mm -hmm. personally think um
2: like you mentioned fallen kingdom was at 148 I'm still sticking to this thing's gonna have a big opening weekend. Mm-hmm. I I do I understand, and I I like I said personally, I'm not sure if I won't even want to go now after hearing it's gonna be bad probably. Um, but I well you know for my own opinion, I think it's gonna hit 140. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's just I and I and honestly, if I had like to put a number on it, I'd be like 145. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be like I said, right under Fallen Kingdom. I think there is like I mentioned the buzz was depleting kind of my opening statement on all this, but I do think there's still a lot of people that have already bought their tickets that are going to see this in IMAX and whatever in 40 X, like it is going to be that opening. And even, I mean, we could see a big drop, like we'll keep a watch out over the weekend, like tonight and Friday could be Mm -hmm. just like huge. And then, you know, Saturday and Sunday, not so much. Like I could see like maybe the estimates that come out on Sunday Maybe it falls under that come Monday because of the reviews, and maybe it doesn't have the legs that a Top Gun has. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm fingers crossed that after this weekend, Top Gun sneaks back into those some of those IMAX, 4DX, Dolby um, screens. Because I think this is going to have a very fast just skyrocket to around 145 mm-hmm. and then phew, drop. Um, just like we've seen other movies this year, unlike Top Gun, have that big second weekend drop because no one really liked it there wasn't a lot of hype but i think the point with this one is that it does have those jurassic fans coming there is a Mm -hmm. built-in fan base for this like it's not exactly marvel like it's not dr strange making nearly 190 just because it's dr strange and it's the mcu but i do think that the fact that it's the the third movie in a trilogy i think that fallen kingdom wasn't really great you know very well reviewed, but the last Jedi that you mentioned, Star Wars Episode Nine, came off of the most divisive, divisive uh, Star Wars mm-hmm. movie of all time in The Last Jedi, and so that slight and that almost still made what 100 or 200 million dollars almost, it still had a drop. Um, right. but it was there. I think that the built in audience, the younger audience going out to see this movie, will carry it this opening weekend to a 140 145 opening. I'm not as low on it as you guys, but. I guess my kind of bottom line is that once that hits, once tonight, tomorrow, maybe Saturday hits... That's going to be it, because I don't think the star power, like you said, I I agree with your points on um, Pratt. I don't think he's really selling tickets. The dinosaurs are, right? The dinosaurs are, the music is, the nostalgia is, the curiosity, the questioning of when will this ever be back, right? This could be the last one for a while. There's something to that as well, I guess. Um, So I guess I'm a little more optimistic than you guys, but I'm still not. I'm not jumping up and down about it. But I do think, I mean, to give it credit, I do think it will make more money than Top Gun's opening three-day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: and I also think, here's the thing. This could benefit from the Top Gun effect in the sense of so many people who hadn't been to the movies in a long Mm -hmm. time got to go back the last two weekends, realize they enjoy it, realize that it's safe, and are seeing that movie, Top Gun Maverick, in large screen premium formats. And that's going to put the bug in their bums to say, you know what, let's see what these dinosaurs can do on these big screens. Let's see what these dinosaurs can do in 4DX. So I might go a little higher than you guys because, you know, what is it, Uh, Strong Boats, raise the what is that saying
1: boats raise the tide for all the other boats I think that's yeah, it yeah
0: exactly you nailed it so I might actually go higher than you guys and I might say that this thing's gonna make one one fifty five.
1: Wow so we're it, it, all over the place so yeah. how I think it's time that we give our top five uh projections for this upcoming weekend and in that let's give our final uh, estimated number for what Jurassic World Dominion is going to do opening weekend. So Clayton, I'm going to start with, well, you know what, I'll, let's, let's start with our guests. He's, he's yeah. a bit, he's always thinking about this. Of course, the host of cinema spending, David Thompson, let us know what you think the top five is going to be and what you think Jurassic World Dominion is going to make this weekend. I think the top five this weekend is
2: pretty clear and obvious i mean maybe there'll be some surprises but i I mean at number five uh i think bob's burgers is gonna take another slice (laughs) out of the box office uh it's Mm -hmm. still in nearly three thousand theaters i think um which is significant uh there's a slight audience for that i mean it'll be a significant drop but people go out and see it um the bad guys um the what is it dreamworks animation film it's These aren't big chunks of the box office, but they're still there, right? Need to send the kids somewhere, take them out to do something this weekend. Um, and then kind of the top three are kind of the obvious like IP, I guess, picks that are in theaters right now. Uh, Doctor Strange, it's still kind of chugging along. It's pretty much fallen off. It's going to end somewhere in the 900s range globally at the box office um, and maybe reach four, probably 400 million domestically. Um, so that's Doctor Strange. Um, it, it, I don't know how much it'll make. N- not very much though. It's speaking of like screens getting, going away. This thing's going to be on no premium screens. Uh, and I think people are pretty much over this movie. It's coming out and streaming in a matter of weeks, which I think is immediate, like wave the white flag. We're done in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Top Gun. Uh, this is one I'm excited about. Um, I think it'll be the second. Obviously it won't be, it won't be Jurassic world. That would be unbelievable. Um, but I do think it's going to have a really good, third weekend i do think that even though we talked about how those premium screens are all going to jurassic world i do think top gun maverick is going to have a great another great third weekend um if i had to put a number on it maybe like 50 55 million another incredible another solid because i if you're not seeing jurassic world this weekend like what else are you going to go see I feel like this top five of the box office is kind of a top two because um, I can't. I mean, there's nothing really else out. I think I think there's the, the, the lingering Top Gun fans that are going to go rewatch it once again or the people that st- weren't able to make it the last couple of weekends. And now they're finally going to go see it and that'll produce i think a 50 million dollar you know weekend just just in itself cuz it's such a good movie i think there's a lot of and it's so rewatchable i saw it twice i want to go see it again i'd rather go see that than Jurassic World tomorrow um and then finally number one of course while we're all here Jurassic Park Jurassic World or whatever um Dominion i'm going to stick to 145 million
1: all right so i'll go up next i'll start from the top Jurassic World Dominion of course is gonna be number one. I'm going with my final number 135. I think it's gonna be a drop off from the last one, but it won't be a disaster. Number two, Top Gun Maverick. Number three, Doctor Strange. Number four, the bad guys. I think you you're those I think it's a slam doing top four. But you know what? I'm going to go with a number five. And Clayton knows what I'm going to say.
0: Uh, you always do this. It's not going to happen. It's number it's five, to
1: purchase on iTunes. Every, everything, everywhere, all at once, I think is going to leapfrog Downton Abbey. I think that movie's donezo. And Bob's Burgers movie, I think, is going to have another massive drop. I mean, it's a TV show. It, it's, I think it's time for that one. To, you think to the burgers are toast? The burgers are toast. Yeah, they're they're charcoal burgers right now. They're done. And I think everything, everywhere, all at once, it's been knocking on that door the top five and it's going to get back in there. So that's my top five.
0: All right, well, I'm going to agree with the the sane person who's on this show here. And I'm going to go with the same uh, top five that David had, which was Jurassic World, Dominion, number one, that's a slam doink. I mean, the top three slam doinks. I'm going to go with 155 because of the uh, Maverick slash boat effect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, looking at the box office pro, what they have here is that this weekend, if Top Gun Maverick does what we all think it's going to do, which is hold very well, it could go over 400 million, which would be more than Doctor Strange
1: It uh, would domestically. be domestically. It would be already at four hundred million domestically. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> right. Wow. So, Pat, I mean, wrap wow. your mind around that. It's beating a Marvel movie. It's 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 outpacing a freaking Marvel movie
1: in its third week. Doctor Strange has been out for what seven weeks at this point.
0: Something like that. Wow. So, and then I will have yeah. the bad guys, of course, which is creeping up on a hundred. I mean. It, you yeah. know, it could get into the 90s here. The this, rats this need this their weekend.
1: cheese. The rats yeah, need their it, cheese.
0: This could go over 100, and then Bob, the Bob's Burgers movie, I think is going to hold on enough to wrap that top five.
2: I just, yeah, I think Everything Everywhere All at Once. I adore the movie. It's my favorite movie so far this year. I think like Clayton said, you can you can download it now. I, I don't think people are and I, and I don't I don't I'm not sure how many theaters it's going to be in, Um, but I can't imagine that many considering it's had this weird kind of theater run anyway. Um, And Downton Abbey's that to me, I think, is toast. Yes, <laughs> Bob that Burgers house. Yeah, I feel like there's some there's a younger audience that may still cause cause Downton Abbey is a different demographic. Um it's an older demographic. Uh people I, I don't know if was it critically? People didn't really like it, I guess. I know it didn't do well yeah. at the box office. It's not my kind of thing that I would go see in a theater. Um I feel like Bob's burgers, there's there's a couple of people that would go out to see that one. So I have it in the top five still. All uh, right.
0: The well, Abbey's looking flabby, uh, and everything, everywhere, all at once, is going to be in around a thousand theaters. It looks like.
1: Okay, so it's it's hold it on. So we'll see. I mean, it's going to be fascinating. I'm I am so excited to maybe not see the Jurassic World movie, but definitely to see what that result is on Monday morning. Uh, it's it's going to be very interesting. So, guys, I think we did it. I think we Absolutely. really covered this upcoming weekend. Start with you, David. Where could people find you? What is coming up on Cinema Spending? What do the uh, potential new listeners you're going to gain, what do they have to look forward to? Yeah,
2: of course. Uh, Cinema Spending on Twitter. It's uh, spelled the way it sounds. I'm also on Twitter at David Thompson. It's David Thompson, but with an extra A in the David um, I'm actually posting a special Friday episode, so I guess when this posts, um, oh, I have a um, recent uh, interview with Brandon Katz of The Wrap. Uh, he's a television reporter over there. We dive into streaming. It's not a box office discussion, but it is about movie business, TV business, and what's happening over with streaming and all that. Um, so yeah, um, all my, if if you're new to the show, um, I try to kind of keep things slightly evergreen. the, the episode that uh, Clayton and Pat were on is very evergreen. We dive into the all of the 2010s uh, box office, and it's a very fun episode. So yeah, I got a lot of good interviews on there, a lot of interesting
1: guests. Um, so go check it out. I really appreciate it. All right. Check out Cinema Spending wherever you're listening to The B.O. Boys. And of course, email us at theboboyspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We are excited to hear what you think of the opening weekend of Jurassic World. Did you go? Did you go see Top Gun Maverick another time? Are you upset? that Top Gun Maverick is losing premium screens at Jurassic World. You could always vent at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. So Clayton- Also, are yes. you
0: a theater that created a, a, a dinner theater type 4DX experience mm-hmm. at your theater? Let us know. If you do it, we're not gonna, you know, you don't have to say we came up with it, but let us know. We want to know what you did and how you did it and how people liked it
1: yeah send pictures of your ushers squirting people with uh with uh, water cannons uh mm. so guys i think we've done it so there's nothing left to say except oh.
0: until next time
1: we'll, we'll smell, smell you, you at, at the, the box,
2: box office. office nailed it, nailed
1: it.